you know, everyone and their mother is starting a podcast, so why not start a podcast with your mother? (laughs) Welcome to Strong Bond. We are a mother-daughter fitness duo here to help make your journey a little easier. There are so many misconceptions and misinformation out there when it comes to overall health and fitness. You can achieve a healthy balance in your life without feeling restricted or obsessing about food and the scale. So come hang with us and learn what it truly means to take care of your body from the inside out. What's up, you guys? My name's Corinne. I'm Chrisanne. Welcome back to Strong Bond Podcast. We hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. We did. We did, for sure. Very enjoyable Thanksgiving. It was a lot. I had to go to three different places, starting at 2 o'clock at your place, then to Bobby's aunt's, and then to my aunt on my dad's side. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot of celebration, but it was nice to be around family. And it was just nice for the whole family to be together again. It's sure. a lot with that, traveling around, but it's like, I think Thanksgiving meal is the one meal that is like a lot to cook. <laughs> I loved when, like, we were sitting down, and this was after she was, like, slaving since 7.30 in the morning, and we sit down, and we, it probably took us 20 minutes to eat, so and she was like, and it's over. It's <laughs> like, so disappointing to do that much work, and then it's over, and it's, the reason it's, like, a lot of work is because it is not the foods that I cook all year long. Yeah. So, I have to, like, actually remember, what did I do? How do I do that? I mean, we have very traditional recipes in our family that, that we do do year after year, but it's one time a year that we eat some of these foods. I, I don't crave stuffing at all unless it's Thanksgiving. Same. Like, I don't think of it. And I love stuffing. Right. But, <laughs> but I don't... Gravy? I couldn't tell you the first thing. I, Dad makes the gravy, thank God, because I don't know the first thing about making gravy. <laughs> nor do I ever want to. I just don't want these foods. I love them on that day. But I don't want them all year round. And Pumpkin. I, everyone gets so excited for pumpkin for fall, and I get it, but I legit have it one time during the fall, and that is Thanksgiving dinner, and then again, I'm just done with it, and I don't think of it all year long. But, but I feel like that's what makes it special to maybe us. That's what, maybe that's why I do it, because now it's it's very special. Like, I, my mom made an amazing pumpkin pie this year. I don't know. The spice that she put in it was just, like, absolutely perfect, because then when we went over... Um, Aunt Aaron's and they had a pie from Costco. Dad and I was like, what the, the other heck? one was way better. Right, this, does, this doesn't even taste like anything. Yeah. My mom's was just phenomenal. And it, again, like you said, maybe it's because I don't have it all year round. And when I did have it, it was just that good. Yeah, it definitely makes it more special for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and last week's podcast episode, we ended with talking about how we are now officially in the holiday season. And You know, there are some people that I've noticed are extremely stressed out about this time of year um, due to a lot of different reasons, but one of them in particular is about gaining weight around this time of year. Um, And just from being in this industry and seeing the behavior patterns of just working with clients now, um, it's not necessarily about the actual day of that is going to be so detrimental. It's the, this entire month, it's all of the holiday parties every weekend. I mean, I'm looking at my calendar and I said this last podcast episode, but 
I have a social event and sometimes two in one day every single weekend until and until 2023. But the crazy thing is I you know I looked this up and I was wondering like how much do people actually gain during the holiday season? We're not we're not talking about a particular holiday. We're this is a season. You know, a particular holiday would be 4th of July. You know, this is different. This is going from legit Thanksgiving through New Year's Day, which is over a month. But and you know, I was thinking me personally, I was thinking the average weight gain would be 10 to 15 pounds. That's really what I thought I was going to read, but it wasn't. It's less than five pounds. That's not, you know, that much. And I'm wondering if a lot of that is just water weight as well. So on average, you're gaining less than five pounds during the holiday season, which doesn't seem bad, but like, I think what it is, is people are keep putting that weight on and then just keeping it on all year long and then adding to it the next year. I don't think people realize, I know there's a saying, um, don't blame Christmas for the, for the weight that you had on you in September. Like, you know, <laughs> Very it's true. right, right. So I think it's accumulation. You're just not losing it that, that year. And then you add another five pounds onto it the next year and it keeps going and that can add up. So that makes a lot more sense for sure. Because if you look at the cal- like you were saying, we were just talking about calories. When you add calories up, there's no way you could possibly eat that much right. to actually gain fat. And to help you ease your mind um, as we talk about this in this episode, you have to eat over 3,500 calories over what your current maintenance is in order to gain just one pound of fat. So always keep that in mind. Um, but in this week's episode, guys, what we're really going to dive into is how we can work on establishing a better relationship with food and exercise. Because I have seen it and I've done it myself, you have too, where we have restrict, 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 the day of Christmas or whatever holiday, have whatever you want, go crazy, and then go back to restricting, which can ultimately cause to more harm than good. And that's what really what we want to talk about is just working on how we can get a better relationship with ourselves and become more intuitive in that way because it's a skill within itself. And I mean, we can focus on some things of what we can do to not gain 10 to 15 pounds because, you know, we can, again, this all comes down to mindset. You know, we can think, oh my gosh, I got to get this in because I'm not going to get this in the rest of the year. You know, we will talk against that. But let's first discuss like some of the reasons we tend to gain the weight during the holidays and how we're thinking. I think a lot of it is like it gives us a reason to overeat, to let up on our discipline. You know, we have a certain amount of discipline, which everybody does need, but we tend to just like, you know, this is free for all. We also, um, gives us reasons to eat the foods we don't normally eat all year round, which normally include more sugar and more processed foods. I just think of your Christmas crack right away. Christmas crack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a natural food. That's a pecan, but my God, we can eat a pound of it because it's so, it's so covered in sugar and goodness. It's unbelievable. You know how you gave me that little bag to give to Aunt Terry and the girls at the spa? Yeah. I forgot. And then Bobby and I ended up eating them. Of course. <laughs> Also, we drink more alcohol during this time of year, so that's different in our lives. I think we have a lot more stress. We have so many places to go, so much to do, 
and you know with work and you got to do all this extra stuff you have a lot of stress lack of activity as far as like taking care of yourself like walking daily and stuff because you're so overwhelmed with everything else to do plus the weather's not normally that nice around this time of year and it is hard to make sure like you know say you typically do go to the gym two to three times a week having more holiday party social events you know say you're a person especially bobby he gets his workouts done on the weekends for the most part and when we have all this going on they're not working out as much very hard and then you know like we had in our one podcast about you know sunlight sunlight's extremely important and this time of year this is getting the least amount of sun a day i think it up all the way up till christmas day we are losing sunlight one minute per day up till christmas day and then after christmas day we gain one minute of sunlight so yeah we're getting into the darkest um times of our of the year so right and that has that definitely has a effect on us right but we would never as health coaches ask people to you know count macros calories or just restrict over any sort of family holiday dinner um there really is a tremendous value in enjoying the foods the drinks that you don't typically have and just time with family in general um but like we had said in the beginning establishing a healthy relationship with food and exercise is going to be really important on how we approach these holidays um because if you have this sort of binge restrict relationship to food um and exercise for that matter some people have disordered eating some people have disordered exercising where Mm -hmm. they're always just trying to burn their calories off of whatever they ate um but having that mentality going into the holidays that's when the weight gain is going to happen both of us totally have been in this place we have for years um have had a restrictive mindset which and i can personally speak to it when you are restricted all like you restrict everything every day when the holidays comes around you're in the mindset of like you're not even present with your friends and family because all you can think about is like what am i going to eat what am i going to drink what are they going to have and you know you you think like you got to get it all in on that we're going to have this again i'm never going to have it again because i'm going to go back to my restricting and you think you have to get it all in that day um, in reality, you have to get it all in until January 2nd. Yeah. You know, you will you will have that mindset. As much as you think it's going to be that particular party, that particular day, it will carry over all the way up until you're ready to cut it off, which is usually January 2nd. So, because most of us are still on a party January 1st. And then what happens January 2nd? You're going to start doing these ridiculous fitness challenges that are just unsustainable Mm -hmm. starve Um, yourself starve yourself over exercise and then ultimately burn out by the time we're into february not many people are keeping up with that because it's just not something that's realistic and i used to get so mad that my birthday was at the end of january because i was still in that mode and i'm like i don't want birthday cake like i'm still restricting so i you know i hate my birthday at the end of that month i can't believe i used to think like that but that's what happens when you have a restrictive mindset it it legit sucks the life and enjoyment out of these holidays. It really does. I hated thinking that way. I just remember 
when I was on very, very restrictive diets, even around the holiday season, like I would say, you know, I was almost proud of myself because I had the willpower to not eat all of the yummy Christmas cookies and things like that. But in reality, all of that restriction over time, it might have not have caught up to me then, but months down the road, it was almost like my body was in a survival mode and I couldn't help myself. And then, you know, all these things that I told myself I couldn't have, I couldn't have enough of. And I never had that feeling of being full. And then that's whenever you completely lose control. And that's where we always say biology will take over at the end of the day when you are being so restrictive on yourself that it will eventually go into a binge and you can't even help yourself. Even though you tell yourself, I'll never be that person. (laughs) I said that and I developed uh, close to a binge eating disorder. Um, So the things that you can do to help not lose this that control and thoroughly enjoy yourself over the holidays. Um, The first and most important thing is gonna be learn how food affects you physically, psychologically, and digestively. Um, This is where you can work on becoming intuitive with yourself and it's not gonna happen overnight, but you can practice this during this holiday season to then take it with you for the rest of them. Um, So how food affects you physically by understanding, wow, whenever I'm having a lot of carbs and sugar, I'm a lot more tired, I'm feeling really full at first, but then I'm hungry an hour later. Why is that sort of thing? Psychologically, mm, whenever I really, really overdid it, I felt that extreme guilt. Maybe next time I'm not gonna go for my thirds and fourths and I won't feel that guilty, but I'll feel satisfied. Um, and digestively, this is going to be different for each individual, but you know, maybe you have a food intolerance. Maybe you have some sort of digestive issue with a certain food that could cause you to be in the bathroom the entire day. Um, you don't want to ruin your holiday just because you are overeating on something that has a lot of gluten in it and you're having intolerance to gluten. Um, also something that you want to keep in mind is understanding what protein fats and carbs really are. So for me every social event every birthday party holiday what i typically do is when i'm going to make my plate i pretend there's imaginary line in the middle of it and i will put on half of my plate um some form of protein maybe two if they have if i have that option and then some fruit and vegetables and then the other side of my plate i pick whatever i want Typically, it's going to be foods that I haven't had in a while that I really want to enjoy, but I don't restrict myself and I don't tell myself going into it, you're not going to have X, Y, and Z. Allow yourself to have it and you'll realize when you are making your plate like that, I eat the protein and the vegetables and fruit first because that's going to be the thing that's most satisfying because it's the most nutrient dense. Your body is going to send you the signal that you are full and satisfied when you're getting more nutrition in. Then if I filled my plate up with just completely carbs and processed food, I'm gonna be hungry within an hour because you didn't give your body the nutrients that it wanted, so it's gonna send that signal again. Um, What helps you perform better? You know, whenever I am having a little bit more carbs, I'm gonna take advantage of that because I have more energy. And also understand how you eat when you're stressed or you're depressed because certain holidays can definitely be difficult for some. 
Um, say you have a relative that you cannot stand and you end up getting wasted because you just don't want to deal with anything that they're throwing out at you. Um, or, you know, maybe you've lost a loved one around this time of year and you're really trying to just cope with food and you're almost like not even realizing that you're really overdoing it just to feel some sort of comfort for yourself. Um, so it's just really important to be present when you eat going into the holiday party you know with a healthy mindset around connecting with your family and friends and eating the foods that you haven't had in a while and most importantly not allowing yourself to get painfully full because who the hell enjoys that god i hate being i hate being so full that i'm nauseous that yeah, ruins like i'm gonna it. throw up right now yeah. like i need to go home that ruins your time right exactly if I could speak on the food tolerance things, because that that is my problem. You know, I've I have a lot of intolerances to foods, and there's a lot of people out there that have actual allergies, celiac disease. Um, you know, you when you have those things, it's easy to, and you're going to be in so much pain. For example, celiacs. I mean, that's that's very serious. My intolerances. I mean, I can have some of these foods and I might feel a, a little uncomfortable and I just have to know and accept that because to me it's worth the the little bit of stomach ache that I would have the next day. It's worth me enjoying something that somebody made because when somebody makes something from their heart, you want to help, you want to enjoy that with them. You know what I mean? It means a lot to them. And if I'm going to have a little stomach ache the next day, I'm perfectly fine with that. But I like tend to what I would do is leading up to that day you know, maybe I will be extra careful with my diet as far as not having having those foods that caused me the stomach ache. So when I have it that day, I, it didn't add up. Right. Like right. I, I'm just picturing just a couple weeks ago, we were at my aunt's and she made this banana cake that mm-hmm. you you actually gave her the I recipe. Gave her the before, recipe, right? But she is obsessed with it. And when she made us dinner she was like oh my gosh have a piece of cake and I literally could not say no to her because like she just I know she loves it and she it just made her so happy even though I was so full at that time I still ate a little bit because it's just like it's what you do especially if you're Italian you guys understand Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I I ate it as well thinking oh my gosh there's gluten there's all this stuff in it I, I don't even eat sugar but you know what that made her so happy I mean, I snuck a big chunk of it on this Uncle Sean's plate, yeah, but <laughs> I, it made her so happy to enjoy, you know, something with her. And I think that's where, you, when you spoke on that earlier, the value of connecting with food and family and friends is huge. Yeah. And like I said, did I die the next day? No. Did I have a little bit of a belly ache? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But was it worth it? Um, yeah. I mean, it was worth it taste-wise for sure, but it was worth it mostly because it made Aunt Pia happy and you know that just makes you feel good and then the next one's gonna be alcohol (laughs) because I can definitely attest to this where I am at that age where I am starting to you know alcohol isn't the main thing anymore whenever I was in my early 20s it was like you know Oh, it was so cool to be able to drink with all my older family members. And then I've gotten trashed and it being embarrassing (laughs) and me apologizing to people the next day. (laughs) Dad and I, when we were like in our 20s, we'd get to a holiday and and he'd be pissed that I was drunk before him. He's like, you got started before me. Like it was our main goal. Like, (laughs) 
God, I remember that like it was yesterday. Right. And like it doesn't help that both sides of our families, like Bobby's and mine, people drink. Yeah. And like I just, we start off Christmas at his house with a, a shot of tequila. I'm like, are we really doing this already? It's 10 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. We did that on vacation. We woke up on, we never had Bobby on vacation before. He don't know our family. We wake up and we go to the gym. <laughs> he woke up and he's like, you ready to do a shot? I looked at him and said, what the heck? <laughs> it's like, who is my daughter Mary? <laughs> but, like, things that we want to make sure that we're doing is sip on the drink slowly. There's no need to rip shots at 10 o'clock in the morning unless you're the Brown family. Um, we can thank his 8-year-old grandma for starting that entire tradition because she can still out-drink me. But Unbelievable. <laughs> it is. Um, but try to make the drinks last. Uh, especially, like, they they make this eggnog. I wish I liked eggnog because she makes it homemade and it honestly looks really good. I can't stand the taste of it. But, like, foo-foo drinks like that, like, I think those are fun to just sip on mm-hmm. and not try to get drunk from. Because right. Well, that just, would make you sick. The sugar's just going to make you sick. Mm-hmm. Right. But just alcohol-wise, um, what you want to do, and this isn't just have to do with Christmas and Christmas Eve, but, like, you know, this this entire month, most weekends, you're going to have holiday parties and um, any sort of social event. You want to make sure you're planning your week out in advance of, like, okay, this week, for example, I am going out Friday for a birthday party happy hour, and then Saturday I am going out for another birthday party. So those are the two days I know I'm going to have some drinks. Am I going to have any drinks before that? Absolutely not. You want to try to keep it to a minimum of two times a week that you are drinking, and keep it to social events. If you are that person that has a glass of wine every night, highly, highly recommend you start kicking that, because number one, it's a horrible habit. Um, it's reducing your metabolism and too. That too. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect you when it comes to if you're worried about gaining weight. Yeah. That's going to be a for sure thing to gain weight from. Um, but just planning those in advance is going to help you. And then on top of it, um, if you are someone that is like me that sometimes forgets her tolerance level, um, what the one thing that does stop me is remembering how horrible I'm going to feel the next day. Uh, because my hangovers now at 27 are turning into two days of being hungover and feeling like crap. And you don't want to ruin the next two days after already, you know, indulging in foods that you typically don't have, not moving your body as much and drinking a lot of alcohol. The next two days, you know, I'd be on the couch not wanting to do my workouts, not craving protein or nutritious foods after for sure. I would be craving fried foods and just anything to give me comfort because I don't feel good. So, mm-hmm. you know, that last glass of champagne before you leave, probably not worth it. That last shot, definitely not worth it. You guys want to make sure that you are just, you know, drinking water in between each of them because mm-hmm. that's going to be something that's very beneficial. I have always swore by drinking a glass of water after every single drink I because know. the next day you don't feel like complete crap. I mean, that hydration is extremely important. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. want to be me who's literally been dry heaving at two o'clock in the morning because I forgot to drink water that day. Well, it ruined your holiday. Yeah. That's right. I exactly. have stories for days on this, guys. <laughs> learn, learn from me. Another thing you guys want to do, skip the junk. Like, skip the candy, the the potato chips, the pop. Like, the stuff that you can get at your local gas station. Don't eat that. Right. Like, like, you can have that at any time. Right. There's nothing special about them. No. Like, when you go to a party and someone has a bowl of chips out with ranch dressing, 
like, you know, that is not to me something like special. Like, up a good dip. <laughs> right. It's really good. <laughs> it's like, that's something that you can have at any any day. Well, that's, you know, at a football party, you're going to have that. Like, let's let's leave the holidays for those special things, you know, especially pe- things that people make. I think that's the things that, you know, you want to enjoy. And then, I like, I always say stop and talk about the food that you're eating with your friends and family members. It, that's the value, you know what I mean? Talk, who made this dish? This is good. What did you put in that? Savor it. Take a bite. Put your freaking fork down in between because... I know a lot of people are, they're not even done chewing what's in their mouth and they're already forking at what's next to shove in their mouth. They're not mindfully eating and, you know, you can fill up really fast on that. But, I mean, I think making somebody feel good about the hard work that they did, you know, that's a family tradition dish or, you know, find out why that family started making that dish. It's it's all very interesting and it pulls you together as a, as a family. Right, and it's just... It's great conversation, too. It is. It um, is great conversation. I, I have one example for Thanksgiving this year when we went over to Bobby's aunt. She made a new dish, and she's very traditional. She sticks to the same things every year, but she made this new j- dish, and of course it had Jello on it. And anything with Jello with food, it had nuts and celery with cherry Jello. Wait, <laughs> what? Like, what am I eating? But it was a hilarious conversation to have with like. We, we sat at the kids' table with everyone, and just, like, every the one, um, Bobby's brother loved it. So we all, to not make his aunt feel bad, all put it on his plate, and he ate it all. But it was just, like, a hilarious memory that we now have. Exactly. I and mean, there always are those dishes where you just look at it and go, what the heck? You know what I mean? You never want to make somebody... Everyone f- has that family Everyone member. has that family member. Right, exactly. Or that dish. And, they, you know, and they're so proud of it. It's, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or anything like that. But yeah, there are some dishes and, and like the same thing, like people make jello salad. I mean, why do you put salad with the word jello? Mm-hmm. When did that start happening? Like, have you ever heard of grapes on a salad? Grapes on the side? On a salad? Grapes on a salad? I have. Mm-hmm. Really? I've I seen saw that. that for the first time. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's really no difference than strawberries. And you've seen that. True. Right. Right. I just thought it was weird. I don't right. Know. Fruit with a salad. It's, it is a thing. If the... If the flavors of the food combine right, yes. But you can't just, just make a salad with ranch dressing and throw some grapes on it. I don't think you're going to... This gonna... is that salad, though. Okay, no, really no. Confused. Then that's... You're exactly right. It has to be... That's that's the art of a good chef is to throw flavors together that complement each other. Right. This is why I'm not a chef. <laughs> I just don't look into it. But another great way to connect and stop thinking about you know, the food all the time and the, and the drinks all the time with your family is go for a walk after a meal with your friends and family. Like it really, it, first of all, it helps in digestion when you walk after a meal, you'll feel better. And second of all, it's just like you connect. It's more the connection, I think, around the holidays than it is about what you're eating. But here's the thing. We live in Pittsburgh. Well, okay. If it's nice outside, <laughs> right. I get it. But we do go outside and wait for Santa. Yes, we do. Yeah. And that's that's nice. We're all out there together waiting for Santa. To, there's no little kids anymore, though. <laughs> all, all, of our, all of our little kids have grown up. We, you know, we're not going to go out and wait. Well, we can still go out and wait for Santa. What the heck? That's okay. We're right. Even, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's more the tradition than anything. Right. But it is just for educational purposes, guys. For those of you that do live in a 
cold climate right now, um, it is beneficial to just walk after a big meal because um, it's actually going to help with insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. And digestion. And digestion, of mm-hmm. course. And you feel better. Um, and then this is kind of obvious, but you want to finish before you're overly stuffed. I think we actually already had mentioned that. Um, but just don't force yourself to eat anymore because it's like, just tell yourself, I can have this food whenever I want. And if you are working on that relationship with yourself when it comes to just food in general, how it makes you feel, that's going to make it easier to not overdo it on the foods. Because if you are sitting down to just a plate of carbs and sugar, that is not satisfying you and you're going to keep overeating. And even when you get home, you're going to end up eating those leftovers because your body is not getting the signal that it's satisfied. Um, But the one thing that's going to be super important, and this is just working on your relationship with exercise, is using those extra calories the next day to hit the gym um but don't look at it as burning it let me start that over Mm -hmm. gosh i can't talk um using the extra calories the next day to get a really good workout in instead of looking at it as burning off the food that you ate um we're talking strength guys not bouts of cardio um this way it's going to actually keep you from that binge restrict mentality Um, And those extra calories eaten the day prior is actually going to give you that boost of strength the next day. So you ever see a fitness influencer saying like putting this turkey to good use or something like that. She's not saying I'm burning this off. It's more so that I'm going to utilize a lot of that food that I just had over Thanksgiving or whatever meal that you had and try to go a little bit heavier with the weight. Go for PRs, things like that. Um, Because you would definitely be surprised on how much more you can lift without as much effort whenever your belly's full. Um, So I would always, always recommend to anyone though around this time of year, it is not the time to be on a strict diet. It is not a time to cut your calories. Um, This is a time where you do wanna focus on getting stronger in the gym, eating more food because we can only gain more muscle if we are in a calorie surplus for the most part. It's just torture at the end of the day if you are trying to restrict yourself around this time of year and it's actually gonna cause you to have more of an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise all around. The same thing goes for if you're thinking of the holiday season and maybe this can be because this is going to come out when we're like in the holiday season but maybe for next year i know a lot of people are thinking of the holiday season come september october and they begin to really really restrict calories to start you know you really want to like oh i want to look good in my christmas dress that i bought and but the problem with that again guys is because you're restricted those two months you just lowered your metabolism you're going to go into the holiday season now with a much lower metabolism and eat all those extra calories, which isn't gonna serve you any good either because now you're, you know, where you were burning maybe, you know, 2000 calories a day and you pulled back and now you're at like, you know, 1200 calories a day and then you jump back into 2000 calories a day, you're really gonna mess with your system and, and that could cause a lot of bloat and a lot of, you know, feeling of like, you know, oh, I gained all this weight when, 
really, no, you slowed down your metabolism and then just binged for the entire month. So that could be a lot of reason why people gain weight too. It's a sure way to get mm -hmm. you to gain weight very fast. Mm -hmm. uh, with all that being said, guys, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. For those of you that do struggle around this time of year, just treat this like any other month and try to stay busy with the things that genuinely make you happy. Um, we're sending extra love to those of you that are going through a hard time. But with that being said, we hope you guys liked this episode. Please give us that five-star review. Thank you for those of you that continue to give us reviews. It means the absolute world to us. And until next time, we will see you. Merry Christmas, guys. Okay.